All right, guys, welcome back to Missions Now. We are with Brian and Stacy, who are serving in Central Asia. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be discussing some of the pros and cons of doing non-traditional forms of missions, uh, as well as some of the benefits of actually having a job on the mission field. And then Brian and Stacy are going to share a little bit about the current spiritual condition of the country that they're serving in. So enjoy, and I hope you're blessed. All over the world, missions, the face of missions is, is changing in a lot of places away from what we would consider more traditional things, the, the church planting stuff along those lines, because in a lot of places you can't do that, right? You have to have you know, a, a legitimate reason to have your visa to be in a lot of places now, and, and that's um, something that you guys are doing. So, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, maybe what you're doing, this sort of non-traditional missions and some of the uh, advantages, disadvantages of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, again, like we already mentioned, uh, one of the ways that we felt that God was calling us to this country was that we were able to use my talents as a, as a sport coach. Yeah. Uh, to access this country. Uh, this country is not friendly to missions. Um, it's predominantly Islamic country and uh, very restrictive of religious liberty and freedom. So we knew going into it that we would not be able to go there as missionaries. Yeah. And God had also prepared this country for us because it was part of the former Soviet Union mm-hmm. and it had a very strong sport culture. So we knew right away that there was a natural bridge within the culture to do what I was doing to to own and operate a gym and to work with athletes that created a natural way of entrance into this country yeah. for us to be there freely as Christians, and not necessarily as missionaries, but as Christians, we could be there freely, share our faith boldly within the context of relationships, and that was provided for us by that sport culture in the country. Hmm. Now, has that helped you in your, your relationship building with the people there? It has, and I think one of the ways that has been most fruitful is and we found this in many ways as we've learned the language and the culture that God creates within every culture bridges for the gospel. Mm. And within the, the, the native language of the people there, uh, they refer to me as their master mm. and they refer to themselves as my disciples. Okay. So even within the language, there is this context in their minds that they are to do what I tell them to do, that the things that I say have a certain weight attached to them yeah. beyond just sport. Mm. And so that has naturally built intimate relationships with young men particularly, um, who look up to me as their instructor, as their master teacher, yeah. that gives them ears that are open to hear the things we might say. Now, do you think the the fact that you're working as well, right, you, you have this gym there, that you, you have a job there, um, is that an advantage in the mindset of the people, like th- this guy's here and he's he's like we are? I think it's a huge advantage. I think it attaches legitimacy to us being there. Yeah. Because when we first moved there, we were constantly asked, what are you doing in here? Why are you here? Yeah. And to not feel like we had to make an answer up, that we could just we could answer honestly, first of all. Um, maybe we're not sharing all the details, but we could give sure, them a, sure. an honest, genuine answer about why we're here. And it also, in their minds, I think it lowers suspicion, particularly yeah. in the type of country that this is, um, because... We're there with a legitimate business, uh, for-profit, making a living. It helps them to listen to what we have to say mm-hmm. because their suspicions are lowered. Sure. It's, yeah. a, it's a believable, genuine way to be in the country. 
Yeah. It eliminates some of that idea of they're here to take from us, that you're actually giving to the society, your productive mm-hmm. member of the society there. Yeah. Yeah, that's been one of the things that they that I've been able to say to them when they say, Well, why did you want to come here? Is to be able to say that you wanted we wanted to give back, we wanted to bless them. Mm. That's one of the ways I would often answer people when they ask me. Yeah. That I'm here to give to you. I'm here to give you things that can bless you. Yeah. Uh, now now Stacy, your your husband sort of running this gym working with these athletes has that provided any opportunities for you in in relationships there um having this this business not really um there's a few women that i've been able to start relationships with through the gym um one woman that works there and, and has been there since we moved there and um there are cleaning ladies that come and go um but for me um most of my interactions are with my kids and the, you know, the circle that they're involved in with school and things like that. Yeah. So, um, aside from working out myself at the gym and the women that come to the class that I work out in, I haven't had a whole lot of contact with that aspect of things. Now, the the culture in general, are there a lot of women in the workforce in the uh yeah the more the more conservative ones not so much but yeah more progressives um there is definitely a russian influence so there's there's a lot of professional working women and um a lot of westernized um mentality there so um but i think for me to uh interact with them would be a little a little more difficult i think sure yeah so the majority of your relationships that you're forming are more with with the women that you're in contact with every day mm-hmm. whose husbands are maybe similar to yours they're out working and they're home with the kids or right yeah right and um we've also had the opportunity to hire a local woman to come and help us at our house yeah. and help with um language yeah. and helping yeah, with clean and things like that so she, while she is conservative, she's also a working woman because her husband is out of work. So, um, that's been a great blessing to us. And it's one of the, my main female relationships there. And, uh, she's been, like I said, a blessing to our family and we've been able to share with her multiple times. You know, she has questions, she's very comfortable around us. Mm. And so we've been able to talk to her share some spiritual things with her and that's come into like a natural um, relationship with her family. So branching out, we've met her, her father, her mother and father-in-law, you know, yeah, yeah, their extended family. So it's, it's a natural bridge for us. Now, how open are the people there to engage in just in spiritual conversations in general? I find that when I talk to the guys in the gym that I have a relationship with, yeah, that they are open to talking about spiritual things, yeah. Um, but as the conversation gets more narrow towards Jesus, yeah, you can see a hardness of heart towards that, yeah. and they'll usually listen politely, but it doesn't usually go beyond that. And uh, we were talking about this just recently that the the spiritual ground there is quite hard and quite mm-hmm. rocky. Uh, we don't feel like 
that there's a huge openness to the gospel yeah because they have it just good enough where they're not as hungry and as searching as they would need to be mm. like we see what god's doing in other countries around the world and other muslim countries and it's stable enough there where people aren't hungry spiritually and there's enough of the russian influence as stacy mentioned where you have this weird mix of islam but also the communist atheistic mm. carryover from the soviet union so it makes it for quite hard ground so kind of from a socioeconomic standpoint, they're not desperate. So you feel like that has not created a, that, that desperation for the, the gospel necessarily that you see in other places? Yeah, I think there's enough stability and peace in the country where they don't want to rock that boat. Mm-hmm. As they, um, the president is essentially a dictator, uh, but because he has brought the peace into the country and stability, that they're happy with anything that doesn't change the status quo, sure. which sure. is a big part of it. Yeah. So for someone to consider changing their faith, that would certainly disrupt the status quo in the family and the community level yeah. if that began to spread. Yeah. Now, the general population, how strong in their Islamic beliefs are they? I think it depends on where you are in the country. Yeah. In the capital, there's definitely more of the Russian influence yeah. and the westernization of the people. So there's definitely more of a progressive, secular mindset. So I'd say the majority of the people I run into in the capital would identify as Muslim, but maybe less than half are actually practicing. Mm, yeah, um, That is beginning to change in the younger generation. I would say guys from their 30s on down, there's been a, what the local papers have called a renaissance of Islam in the country. Okay. So younger guys growing up are being are becoming more and more proud to declare their faith in Islam and are being more observant and praying five times a day and Mm. reading and studying the Quran. Um, and I think the further you get away from the capital into the villages, there's probably a less educated, but more conservative and fervent faith. Mm. People are more conservative and more, they hold their Islamic beliefs more strongly in the villages. So you feel like the, the spiritual climate is growing more difficult where you're at perhaps? In the last four years, the trend that I've seen with the young guys that I have the opportunity to share with that's what I'm seeing, yeah. So they're becoming more fervent and holding on to their Islamic identity mm. even more tightly. So then what are some of the, the bigger needs or challenges that, that this presents to you? Because, I mean, I know that your heart is to share the gospel, right? So, so what are the needs and challenges that come with trying to do that in a closed country? It's hard for us to uh, work and not see fruit, not see results. Yeah. You know, we need constant encouragement. We need constant prayer um, because it is very easy to become discouraged when you think you're wasting your time, yeah. you know, but we know that God is not keeping us there to waste our time. God is using our time there. And so we're just, um, we do need to be lifted up. We do need to be encouraged and and God is faithful to do that. And so it, it is it is challenging though to to labor at something yeah. and not be able to see any tangible evidence mm. that there's there's fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the biggest challenges for me of trying to minister in this non traditional way is I can't openly hold or advertise, for lack of a better word, a Bible study. Sure. We can't open a traditional church building. So I'm relying heavily on these relationships relationships that I'm building and praying for God to create a hunger and a thirst in these men to want to study the Bible with me, at which point it's safe for me to 
invite them to my home or go to their home to study the Bible with them. Um, so, so that's one of the biggest challenges. Everything kind of has to be done in a close relational context. Yeah, and it makes it, it makes the opportunities to share openly more restricted. Mm. But I feel like it's as Stacy mentioned, God's not wasting our time, and so I try to err on the side of being being bold. And as one guy advised me when we first moved there, he said, "I've been trying to get kicked out of the country for twenty years, and it hasn't worked." <laughs> so I've I basically taken a page from his book. <laughs> And in, in a loving way, in a relational context, I try to be as bold as I can with these guys. Yeah. And if I say the wrong thing, you know, I say the wrong thing, but I would prefer to say more than I should than to be there and not say anything at all because we're afraid. And one thing that uh, I just wanted to point out is that it's very difficult to understand um, without the Holy Spirit's guidance whether we're making an impact on an individual, whether an individual is actually open and interested because they're so polite. So if you are sharing with someone, they will smile and nod and and appear to be very interested yeah. because they're just deferring to our, you know, they're respecting whether it's his authority or his the fact that he's older or we're Americans. They're very polite. And so, it, you know, we have been advised by other people who have worked in the country for a long time. You have to be careful not to cast your pearls before swine. Mm. At some point, you have to recognize that this person is not interested and you have to move on to more fertile soil Mm, you know so that is one challenge is is we really need to be trusting the spirit to give us discernment and and how much to share with each person and you know when where who (laughs) yeah yeah it's one of the things with the parable of the sower right is he just Mm -hmm. had to put the seed out Mm -hmm. you know it didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily know the what the soil was going to be like, but but there are many opportunities to develop relationships, yeah. and you have to, we have to be discerning which people are going to be receptive mm. and and invest in those relationships. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think one of the keys for encouraging us also is that we don't, like she said, we don't always see fruit, and we we may never see visible fruit. But when you look at what God has done around the world in other closed countries, we just have to trust that. Uh, that he will bring the increase, and it may not even be in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, but that we just have to be faithful in sowing seed, and again, being discerning and wise about where we spend our time. Mm. Guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, we're going to be back with Brian and Stacy for one more episode, so be sure you tune in for that. As always, if you enjoyed, feel free to tell your friends, uh, share it in any way that you deem necessary. <laughs>